ready for this Tuesday's episode? I am so ready. Do you know what we're talking what? about? I was going to say, why don't you tell the kids what we're talking about today, Haley? Because spooky time is fast approaching. We decided we're going to do an episode on the history of Halloween. Ooh, Ooh. so spooky. So I'm going to just get into it. I don't know how long this one's going to be, but you know what? Let's just see. They're getting two episodes in one week. They don't really get to complain. Right? You spoiled (laughs) bitches. Are you supposed to call your listeners bitches? I was going to say, this just makes me think of those parents that are like, my kids expect me to give them anything, anything they want, everything. And it's like, well, you gave birth to them. You chose to bring them into this world. We chose to have these listeners. That's true. We brought this on ourselves. We brought this on ourselves. And we are responsible for them well after the age of 18. And I mean bitches in the most loving of all ways. Oh, we... We've taken the word bitch back. It's fine. It's true. Anyway. It's true. Here's the history of Halloween. I called Michael a bitch today, and I meant it with the most love in my heart. Good. You should call everybody a bitch. They're just, it's just Especially the ones that you love. Call grandma a bitch today. Yes. Just call your grandma up. Be like, grandma, you're a bitch. You're my bitch. But you're my bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Here we go. History of Halloween. All right. So Halloween's origins actually date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. I think that's how you pronounce it. I've seen a couple different... Sagua? No. Sagua. The cat? Yes. <laughs> it wasn't a Chinese Siamese cat. She was... Sagua was Siamese, but she was owned by the emperor of China. Yes, I remember that. Along name. with the rest of her family. Yep. And... Anyway, that is that it's is arguably the best content that PBS has ever put out. It's not Fuck. Sagwa anyway. It's yes. Samhain. And uh, that was when the Celts who lived 2000 years ago in the area that is now Ireland, uh, the United Kingdom and northern France. They celebrated this on their new year, which was November 1st. And this day marked the end of the summer, which the word Samhain means um, summer's end or end of light or something in gaelic and that's uh, pretty cool yeah and the harvest um it was the end of of their harvest and the beginning of like the dark cold winter time of year and it was often Uh, yeah my faves (laughs) so it was often associated with human death so oh nice that makes sense though yeah yeah i mean like i mean i always want to die when it gets colder i mean so does everybody right yeah but i acted on it I acted on it, and I was like, yo, fuck this. I want one season all year round. That's true, and now you And so we in... loaded up the truck, and we moved to Beverly. <laughs> Hills, that is. Yep. Great times. Like 60 miles from there, but that's okay. I can only imagine how Ireland, the UK, and Northern <laughs> France feel in the wintertime. Um, I, I was there. I was in England in... October and I flew back on October 31st, which was poor planning on my part because you missed out I, on Halloween. I did, and people were like, "Well, what are you going to be for Halloween?" And I was like, "I'm going to be a jet." I, no, I was like, "I'm going to be a jet lagged motherfucker." That's what I'm going to be. Yeah. But um, I got home in time. My roommate at the time and I lived in a residential area, so there were kids that were trick or treating. So at least I got to like do kind that of see portion Halloween. of it. Yeah. Yeah, but for the most part, like, I got home at, like, 8, and yeah, but I was like, 
what was the nah. uh, what was the temp yeah and stuff. but it was it was cold it was in like the 50s mm. and that was a no for me even like at the warmest it was like almost 60 yeah. like i was in sweaters and the wind chill and it was always raining so that made it colder gross and i mean yeah but it was still very pretty it was still very nice that's good and yeah, but yeah so very... the the ancient celts associated this time with human death and they believe that on the night before the new year which would have been october 31st um the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred and they celebrated Samhain when they believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to Earth. Love that. Yeah, right. That's pretty. That's 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 like right up my alley. I'm not loving the weather of the fall, but let me tell you, I love me a good like witchy like spooky time. Lori. Well, we'll get into that. Not so much spooky time, but definitely like a good like lore well, type. Situation, not the series that I'm afraid to watch or movie or whatever it is. I've heard about it. I don't want to see it. Lore, lore, lore is a great podcast, and I think no, it's... there's there's something on Amazon now called yeah, Lore. I know, but it's from the podcast. Oh, it is okay yeah. because all I saw was that Lore was I think stitched into the girl's mouth in the um poster. Ooh, creepy! And that was enough for me to be like, no thanks. Weird. <laughs> Well, I don't think it was so much as, like, a celebrated time as more of, like, they were trying to appease the spirits because... Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so in addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easy for the Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. So for people entirely dependent on the rapidly changing natural world, these prophecies were more important... Uh, source of comfort and direction during the long right. and dark winter. So it kind of brought them a little bit of hope if they got a good prediction for what would happen in the exactly. coming year. Like winter sucks, but hey, at least we get to like get our fortune told. Yeah, right. So that's, to, pretty, that's pretty dope. To commemorate the event, the Druids built huge sac- uh, sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices. Gross. To the Celtic oh. deities. Yeah, they did a lot. They did a lot of weird shit back then. I don't like that part. Yeah, so the animals. Yeah, during the celebration, the Celts wore costumes typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and they attempted to tell each other's fortunes. So, the wearing of the animal skins could have been considered maybe the first Halloween costumes. Oh. Yeah. So when the celebration was over, they relit their hearth fires which they had extinguished earlier that evening from the sacred bonfire to help protect during the winter. And by 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of the Celtic territory, and in the course of 400 years, they ruled the Celtic lands. Um, Two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain, and the first was Ferelia? Ferelia? And it was Don't a day. Ask me. <laughs> it was a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead, and the second was a day to honor Pomona, which was the Roman goddess of fruit and trees, and the symbol of Pomona. 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 It's Pomona. Is that Pomona? Pomona. So like she was the goddess of like modern art, surrounded by like fruit and trees. So like. They make like 
tits out of lemons or something like that? I like the direction you're going in, but I don't think that's exactly <laughs> it. It's Pomona, and uh, the symbol of Pomona is the apple, and that is, was incorporated into the celebration, into Samhain, probably is the th- reason that explains the tradition of the bobbing for apples as a practice oh. for Halloween today. Yeah. Oh. It all Everything. comes back. Yeah, I just figured it was like, oh, what grows in the fall? Apples. What's a good way to like get rid of our seasonal depression? Potentially drown ourselves. How can we mask it? Bobbing pie. for apples. Or no, apple pie, pie isn't. Yeah, but pie, pie. You can't drown in pie. You can Depending drown, on you what can movies drown your you sorrows. watch, you can fuck a pie, but that's pretty much it. You can drown your sorrows in pie. You can. I've been there. I've done. Pie's that. good. Pie is good. I want pie. <laughs> Now I want pie. <laughs> Daddy want pie. Can you stop that? <laughs> um, no, you don't know what that's from? No. It's from Parks and Rec. Which episode? When when the Meninist episode, when Leslie is like baking a pie and oh, like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The pie Mary. Yeah, and then Adam Scott comes out at, like, the least opportune time and comes off as, like, a total asshole because he's being facetious, but the feminist lady doesn't realize. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. And he's like, Daddy, want pie? Yeah. And do you know who, like, the lead meninist was in that episode? I can't remember. Was Was it Mike Schur? Oh! Yeah. Okay, not Mike Schur. Chris (laughs) Gethard's a comedian. He also wrote, uh, he worked for Weird New Jersey for a while, and he wrote Weird New York. So I'm sure we're going to be talking about stuff that he wrote about. But anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Back to this. Off that tangent. Uh, So on May 13th, 609 AD, Pope Boniface IV, I think it is, dedicated the Pantheon in Rome. Yes. uh, In honor of all Christian martyrs and the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Mm -hmm. Church. And Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all the martyrs and moved the observance from no, uh, from May 13th to November 1st. November 1st. Yes. Hashtag Catholic school. Oh, yeah. I was St. Bridget, fourth grade, All Saints Day Parade. That's cute. It was super cute. And I didn't really have to do much, which was also super cute. That's good. I just had to stand there and look adorable. Well, by the ninth century, the influence of Christianity <laughs> had spread to the Celtic lands, where it gradually blended with and replaced the older Celtic cr- traditions. Um, and in 1000 AD, the church would make November 2nd All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. And it's widely believed that today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival of the dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday. Because the Catholic Church just has to have their toes in all things. You're not allowed to have anything personal. Not just their toes. Yes. Zing! <laughs> well, All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. And All Saints Day cele- um, celebrations were also called All Hallows or All Hallows Miss from the Middle English... I can't even pronounce it. I've tried to look it up. It's All Hallowmes. A-L-H-O-L-O-W-M-E-S-S-E. And it means All Saints Day. Wait, 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 wait. 
A L H O L O W M E S S E W E M S S E W M E S S E. I'm yeah, not gonna spend too much time spelling like, it out. But I can't like can can we get Jar Jar Banks in here because I feel like he'd know how to say that better than anybody else. Like hello Misa. Like ha, like it, it's it's that's mm. whatever. It just means uh, All Saints Day, and yeah, okay. uh, the night before it, the d- traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic uh, religion became called as All Hallows Eve, and eventually Halloween. Yes, so that's just the boilerplate, basic um, beginnings of Halloween and where it came from. So then it comes to America, and the celebration um, was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief system, and Halloween was much more common in Maryland and some of the southern colonies. And as the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups as well as the American Indians meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge, and the first celebrations included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest where neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, Ooh, and dance and sing. I yeah. like. I want to go to like a... One of those. Yeah, I want to go to like a traditional, original Halloween party. In fucking Salem. Right? Wouldn't that be Let's so cool? I'll, I'm so down. Right? I'm sure... Charter Sa- me a flight. I'm sure Salem is fucking mobbed during Halloween. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, for good reason. What I want to know is how many people are dressed up as the cast from Hocus Pocus. Right? Yes. Like, <sighs> I mean, I would. For it. I, I don't I care how tacky would. it is. No, me and my yabos will be there. Yes, like, come perfect. the fuck on. <laughs> um, so colonial Halloween festivities also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief making of all kinds. And by the middle 19th century, annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not celebrated everywhere in the country. So in the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants, and these new immigrants, especially millions of Irish fleeing the potato famine, helped to popularize Mm -hmm. the celebration of Halloween nationally. That would make sense. Yeah, because it was originally an Irish, basically an Irish holiday. Right. So borrowing from the... Irish and English traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food and money, a practice that eventually became today's trick-or-treating tradition. And young women believed that on Halloween they could divine the names or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple, pairings, or mirrors. I like the sounds of your, uh... Oh no, could you hear that? Yes, of course I could. Is that an in and out cup I hear in the distance? No, it's a styrofoam cup from the taco place around the corner. Oh, fuck you. Don't say tacos right now. I love tacos and I hate the environment. So don't say you hate the environment. That's so sad. We're all going to die in 2030 anyway. All right. I'll count. I'll start counting down. (laughs) I know. Is that a threat or a promise? It's kind of Um, both. But also here's the the threat part. Keep your fucking cup shut. I'm sorry. I Shut really was like, I wish you, I wish you could see me because I was like trying to clandestinely, like I'm leaning away from the mic and I'm like hunched nope. over my stupid fucking 22 ounce cup. Oh God. 
It's all right. It's fine. I'm shamelessly drinking a tiny bottle of screw top wine. Honestly, live your best life. Mm-hmm. So anyway. In it's only what? Like 12 o'clock in the morning there? No, it's uh, 7. Or in the afternoon? It's 741. That's late for you. Nah, not too that's, late. That's like 10 hours late for you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, in the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghosts and pranks and witchcraft. And although the trick part of trick-or-treating seems to be an empty threat now, during the time in the United States and Canada, pranks were include pranks included tipping over outhouses, opening <laughs> farmers' gates, and egging houses. Which egging so literally some, just like OG jackass. Yeah, just not tipping over outhouses. I mean, that's funny if there's no one in it. I mean, it's super funny if someone's in it, but also dangerous. I was gonna- <laughs> I was gonna say no. It's pretty funny if someone's in it. Yeah, but egging egging houses not cool. Also, egging cars not cool, there, dudes. There were ladies. I can remember. I was I was in elementary school, and there was a big story in Connecticut. There were two ladies in Bridgeport. I think they were sisters or like sisters in law or something. But they lived alone. They lived together, and they were old. And kids had egged their house on like Halloween or mischief night. And the concoction of chemicals that they used because they didn't know that you couldn't mix like ammonia and bleach or something like that, whatever, whatever it was, it fucking killed them. Oh, no. Yeah. Like they fucking died from inhaling the fumes. And like, I remember one of one of my teachers, because like we were talking about it in class about like how sad it was and like the teacher tied it into like science or chemistry or something like that and was I mean, like that's why we don't mix these chemicals together good lesson but also like not maybe, the right time yeah. yeah no but it was like i think i don't remember if they ever found like who did it or whatever because then there was like the whole debate of should those people be held responsible for manslaughter or should these yeah, that's so weird have known better but yeah no that's so it crazy. happens, kids. Yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, anyway, now we just on that have, light note, we just have like mischief night or here's the other debate where I'm from. We call it cabbage night. I don't know if a lot of people I have do. never fucking heard of that. No, uh, we no. call it cabbage night it, forever. Is that because like white women with their little like Halloween fall porches put like fucking huge things of kale beside their pumpkins? No. No, <laughs> I don't know why it's cabbage night. It's just what we always called it. But anyway, so we have okay. we have that that you like you toilet paper TP people's uh, you cabbages stuff. at people's houses. No, I've never seen the cabbage <laughs> on cabbage night. But uh, we used to do, <laughs> well, we used to do the toilet paper TP and also um, uh, shaving cream. Ooh, my that dad sounds would, messy. My dad would burn the ends of like the the shaving cream containers and then stick a pin through it so that when you uh, when you hit the button on it, it shoots out like a spider web rather than uh, foams in like a little ball. So yeah, it was it was a grand old time. But anyway, so we kind of have oh that God. now. But wait, so you did that? You went out and you did that? Yeah, but not to people's cars and stuff. That's fucked well, up. But what did you do it too? You can do it on the street, and then it kind of like bleaches the road, so you could just write whatever you want oh, and like do it okay. on the street. And um, we did it on like street signs and stuff, which probably not safe, but. Whatever. Yeah, no. The entitlement in Connecticut is real, so it was you either go for people's houses and knocking down mailboxes was a big one. 
Um, I mean, I'm sure people did that, but I never did that. Yeah, but like I, I never went out. It could be because I'm a huge puss, but like I was afraid to go out when I was of age to go out. Also, I don't think my parents would have let me even if I wanted to. No, we got but, serious about it. We wore all black. We had war paint aw, on. I'm <laughs> like, jealous. I want we had this. Even if you do of, call it uh, fucking cabbage night. Yeah, we had we had like a, a little group of people. It was like uh, like six people, and we like really we were into it. We're hooligans. That's adorable. Yeah, it was a fun time. I loved it. Did Elliot go or did Elliot stay home? I bet Elliot stayed home. He was in Europe at that point, I think. Oh, Jesus. I forgot. I forget how pretentious Elliot can be sometimes. I didn't meet him until like the year he came back. Uh, I don't know why I thought you guys knew each other. I guess not. No, because before that no. he was like in California. We've gone off the rails. Anyway. <laughs> we, we've we gotten... what is, It's fucking November now. All right. It's fine. Uh, so it's fine. <laughs> by the 20s and 30s, the celebrations more closely resembled an unruly block party and acts of vandalism got even more serious. So uh -oh. some, some people believe that because pranking was starting to get dangerous and out of hand, parents and town leaders began to encourage dressing up and trick-or-treating as a safe alternative to doing pranks. And at the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became most common, like the most common way to celebrate halloween and parties focused on games foods of the season and festive costumes and parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of halloween celebrations because of these efforts halloween lost most of the superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning mm -hmm. of the 20th century and trick-or-treating didn't start in the united states until around world war ii but american kids were known really? to go out on thanksgiving and ask for food a practice known as thanksgiving begging yeah yeah but that started during the great depression yeah around world, world war ii well no that's not great depression no not great depression but i was gonna say <laughs> anyway great depression yeah world war ii no nope <gasps> nope um so by the 20s and 30s halloween had become a uh, secular but community-centered holiday and they had parades and townwide Halloween parties as the featured entertainment. And despite the best efforts of schools and communities, uh, vandalism began to plague some celebrations and in many communities during this time. But by the 50s, town leaders had successfully limited vandalism and Halloween had evolved into a holiday directed mainly at the young. And due to the high number of young children during the 50s baby boom, parties moved from town civic centers to classrooms or the home where they could be more easily accommodated. But between the 20s and the 50s, the centuries-old practice of trick-or-treating was also revived, and trick-or-treating was a relatively inexpensive way for an entire community to share in the Halloween celebration. In theory, families could also prevent tricks from being played on them by providing neighborhood children with small treats. Ah, uh, yeah. there it is. Yeah, so thus a new American tradition was born, and it has continued to grow. And today, Americans spend an estimated $6 billion annually on Halloween, making it the country's second-largest commercial holiday day after christmas hmm. right? i can believe that did your town I mean, do a um what's called a trunk or treat so here's the thing my town collectively did not do a trunk or treat but there were two catholic churches and then i think a methodist church a jewish temple 
And I want to say there was a mosque somewhere in my town. Um, but like all of the religious like places of worship mm-hmm. and sometimes even the schools um, would do trunk or treats on various days of the week and the weekend throughout like October oh, that were okay. like highly publicized. So like technically it was for the kids in say like whatever school or whatever congregation or and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was like it town-wide. Was, it was it was open to anybody. Like they couldn't like very well tell a kid, "Hey, look, you can't fucking go." Yeah, exactly. But um, no, the one thing that they did do, we got snowed out on Halloween two years in a row. Yeah, Snowtober. And yes, Snowtober, and then Snowtober two. Mm-hmm. I can't talk, but um, Snowtober two, the return of the snow. Yes, <laughs> Jack Frost's revenge. Yes, um, and so. I remember the kids in the town. I was maybe like early high school, but the kids in the town, I thought they were going to riot. Like the little kids, especially like I thought that like buildings would be burned when our first selectman canceled Halloween. Yeah. Snowtober was uh, like a little bit after any time. I was like 2009, 2010. Yeah, I was. Maybe even 2012. I mean, not 2012, 2011. Yeah, that's when I was, like, graduating high school, so yeah. I wasn't really trick-or-treating at that time. But I can imagine as a child, like, if you were a kid during that time, be like, dude, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Why can't I have Halloween? Right. Well, so, but so kids were especially so pissed that what they ended up doing, there was, a like, a shopping mall in my town. And at one point, they did trick-or-treating in the mall. Yeah, I've seen that before. Because they would be like, oh, well, we can reschedule it. And all the kids were like, fuck, you're rescheduling. Yeah, right? Halloween's one day. Um, Yes. And then my school did a really awesome thing where they were like, since school is canceled and you can't come to school in your Halloween costumes, we're going to make it so that you can do it on Mardi Gras instead. Oh, that's cool. And we were like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. And then they decided to monetize the whole thing. And they were like, oh, now you can't dress up unless you give us, like, fucking $10 or something like that. Bullshit. And all of us were like, fuck this shit. Everybody was pissed about that one, I remember, because they literally, because Halloween is a free dress-up day. Mm-hmm. And Mardi Gras, it was literally, like, we never really did anything for Mardi Gras, so... There was no point in like they were just like, all right, let's make a couple bucks. Yeah. And plenty of kids trolled the system. Um, A bunch of kids because you would have to pay during homeroom. A bunch of kids came to school in their uniforms, I remember, and they had their costumes in their lockers. And then once homeroom was over, they changed. Got it. (laughs) But, yeah, no, people were pissed. That was one that was like. If you thought the little kids were going to riot, I was pretty sure the high school was going to riot. Yeah, I went went to public school and Mm. you were allowed to dress up on any given day. Yes, um, exactly. uh, I just remember the only times that people had problems with Halloween costumes. One year, one kid dressed up as Captain Underwear and (gasps) got sent home. Even though it was Captain Underpants, but he was the knockoff version. No, Captain Underpants. (laughs) He was the Uh, knockoff version because he wore shoes. Yes. And then uh, there was a couple of people, I think a group of kids. That might have been for a protest. There was was some kids that had um, like uh, boom boxes included in their costume. Oh, that's great. That were like blasting music and uh, got those taken away. 
Aw. <laughs> yeah. But other no than that, fun. it's whatever. But anyone who doesn't know what a, a trunk or treat is, it's when yes. a bunch of people um, bring their cars to a like a big parking lot. Like we had, um, it, they never had it when I was a kid. They only started doing it pretty recently. But, um, oh, really? The, yeah, they use the, the pool parking lot because obviously no one's uh-huh. going to be <laughs> yeah. at the town pool in the winter. And uh, everyone like Except parks. if you want to pull a trick. Yeah. Everyone like parks like in a big circle and they decorate their cars like with, with some type of theme. And then uh, kid, like little kids can like go around to the different cars and like trick or treat at like these different themed things. And it was adorable. My no, mom. No, had, they're really cute. My, my mom's a, a crossing guard in our town. So she the knows like crossing all, guard. she knows like all like the little little kids. So she wanted to like see everybody in their costumes. So we went down to the trunk or treat and all the kids were like, Lisa, Lisa. It was so oh. cute. It was so cute. Oh. Yeah. It was Your adorable. mother is the Pied Piper of small children also. Yes, and but not, dogs. not the dangerous one. What? The Pied Piper. Oh, yes. Yes, no. <laughs> Although my mom did dress up. I thought you meant the dangerous children. <laughs> I mean, all children are dangerous. Um, they my really did, are. My mom did have a very questionable Halloween costume that I was like, Mom, really? You're going to do this? Uh, she dressed up as the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <gasps> oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> like, as a that scares girl. me to this day. She dre- And I was like, Mom, you're a crossing guard. How can you be doing this? <laughs> this is not legal. I'm sure nobody even knew who that was other than like us yeah it was i'm it was, sure nobody knows the child parents, catcher no parents knew but it was still oh, okay. so fucking funny um, i only knew because my grandma like put me in front of chitty chitty bang bang once and i was like fuck this shit it's like one of my mom's favorite movies as, as you say when you're four <laughs> exactly um yeah, yeah no I, I think my grandma really liked the movie and figured that i would like it too i did not i did not i love it it was not it was not a good time i was like I think I was supposed to be going down for a nap, and I was like, I can never shut my eyes ever again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to some traditions. Uh, the American Halloween tradition of trick-or-treating, like I said, dates back to the All Souls Day parade uh, in England, and during the festivities, poor citizens would beg for food, and families would give them pastries called soul cakes in return for their promise to pray for their family's dead relatives. And the distribution of soul cakes was encouraged by the church as a way to replace the ancient practice of leaving food and wine for roaming spirits. And the practice, which was referred to as going a souling, was eventually taken up by children who would visit the houses of their neighbors and be given ale, food, and money. What? Wait. All right. I have several questions. Well, you know how sometimes they would go to, like, like they would leave food outside as, like, like... The roaming spirits, like, would take the food that was left out. It's kind of like leaving Like cookies. fucking Santa? Yeah. Yes. Uh, just so basically, like, they'd leave it at their doorstep so, like, the souls wouldn't come into their house and they would be appeased by their offerings and they wouldn't bother the people in the house. So rather than doing that... Yeah, but you're giving children ale and you're calling it a souling? Almost like assaulting? I don't know. It was a different time. Hell yeah, it was. Yeah. But Some might even say a more fun time. I would say that. <laughs> the tradition of dressing up in costumes for Halloween has both European and Celtic roots. And Ooh. hundreds of years ago, winter was an uncertain and frightening time, and food supplies were raw, uh, were often ran low, and people were afraid of the dark, 
and the short days of winter were full of constant worry. And on Halloween, it was believed that the ghost came back to the earthly world, and people thought that they would encounter the ghosts if they left their home. And to avoid being recognized by these ghosts, they would wear masks when they left their home during the dark so that the ghosts would mistake them for fellow spirits. And on Halloween, to keep ghosts away from their houses, people would place bowls of food outside their homes to appease the ghosts and prevent them from attempting to enter, like I said. People were also real dumb back then. No, really? Yeah. Be like, oh, they'll think I'm a fellow spirit if I wear this mask. Can't sail too close to the horizon, because I'll fall right the fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Anyway. Kind of like we had uh, talked about in our Friday the 13th episode, um, today's Halloween ghosts are more depicted as fearsome and malevolent and our customs are, and superstitions are scarier too. And we avoid yes. crossing paths with black cats, afraid that they no, might lead No, I don't. I luck. snuggle every cat I see. Exactly. And this idea I, has roots in the Middle Ages when people believed that witches avoided detection by turning themselves into black cats. Well, shit, man. I would do that if I could. Right? That's the best. Be invisible to everyone? 100%. <laughs> yeah. Have and every single excuse to just lay there and do nothing? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. And I get pets? Just sign me the fuck up. Sounds like Somebody the make this life. happen. I'm here for it. Mo, <laughs> Mo, make this happen. Um, so another superstition is, um, like, we try not to walk under ladders for the same yeah. reason. And it may have come from the ancient Egyptians who believed that triangles were sacred. And huh. it could also... Uh, have something to do with the fact that walking under a ladder is fairly unsafe that's why i didn't do it i was like okay this thing is gonna close and i'm gonna fucking die yeah but as one does uh one tradition that i thought was pretty interesting um was something about like matchmaking and it had to do with uh helping young women identify their future husbands and reassuring them that they would someday with luck by the next halloween be married and in 18th century Ireland, a matchmaking cook would bury a ring in uh, her mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true what? love to the diner who found it. So they would put, they would be making mashed potatoes and they put a ring in it and then they'd sh- like shovel everything out. And then the person who found the ring in their mashed potatoes would be the next person to get married. Elliot, if you're listening, I've found a way for you to propose to Haley. No, one of the rules is never put it in food. It's not food. It's not food if you get the mashed potatoes in a bag from, like, Target. That's disgusting. They start off as powder and, oh, well. (laughs) Um, In Scotland, fortune tellers recommended that eligible young women name a hazelnut for each of our suitors and then toss the nuts into the fireplace. And the nut that burned to ashes. (laughs) The nut that burned to ashes rather than (laughs) popping or exploding represented. I'm sorry. Trying not to get pregnant. I gotta try not to get pregnant. Please hold. <laughs> hold, please, just a minute. Okay, it's alright. I'll just Children continue cursed, telling you. As we've discussed. I'll just continue telling you about the uh, the hazelnuts. Or so, no, you could not. But that's fine. You do you, boo boo. I am. The nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding represented the girl's future husband. And in some versions of the legend, the opposite was true, that the nut that burned away symbolized a love that would not last. So they mean two things? Well, in different places, it means different things. 
That's bullshit. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Y- young women tossed apple peels over their shoulders, hoping that the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their future husband's initials. And they tried to learn about their futures by peering at egg yolks floating in a bowl of water. And stood Ew! In- yeah, this one was cool. And some would stand in front of mirrors in darkened rooms, holding candles and looking over their shoulders for their future husband's faces, which could be the origins of the Bloody Mary thing. You know how you like... Oh, blood! yeah. Yeah, you, sta- you stare at a mirror in the dark and you say Bloody Mary three times and then she appears in the mirror. Yeah. So that, that could be the beginnings of that tradition. Oh, yeah. that would make sense. All right, hang on, hold. All right. Beautiful okay. ASMR. You are welcome. <laughs> so other rituals were more competitive, and at some Halloween parties, the first guest to find a burr on a chestnut hunt would be the first to marry. Others, um, the first successful apple bobber would be the first person down the aisle. And of course, whether they were asking for romantic advice or trying to avoid seven years of bad luck, each one of these Halloween superstitions relied on the goodwill of the very same spirits whose presence the early Celts believed to be roaming around on this, on this day. Nice. Yeah. I like that. So that was just some of the origins. I also found um, just tradition, like modern traditions around the world of what they do for uh, Halloween. So in Scotland and Ireland, um, they celebrate with bonfires and games and traditional food, um, like the brambrack, which is an Irish fruitcake that contains coins, buttons, and rings for fortune telling, like I said before. And Mm -hmm. um, the ring means, like, if you found the ring in your piece, that means you would be the first to get married. And if you found the coins, it would mean wealth for the upcoming year. Also right. sounds like a terrible choking hazard. I mean, but isn't that what we all kind of want? I guess. To choke and be choked. <laughs> um, <laughs> in Mexico and no? Latin America, from November 1st to November 2nd, Mexico and parts of Latin America celebrate, celebrate Dia de los Muertos, which is, of course, Day of the Dead. Yep. And uh, it's to honor those who have passed. And it's believed that the gates of heaven open up at midnight on October 31st. And the souls of the children return to the earth to be reunited with their family for 24 hours. And on November 2nd, the souls of the adults come down from heaven to join the festivities. And the the holiday is celebrated with in-home altars of fruit, peanuts, turkey, soda, hot chocolate, water, stacks of tortillas, and a special holiday bread called Pandelo de Muerto, which is bread of the dead. And it's often like I don't know what that is, but I fucking want it. Right? You say bread and I'm there. I'll have all kinds of bread. I'm, I'm looking it up just so I can, like, suffer. Yeah. Pan and de los muertos? Pan de muerto. Pan de muerto, okay. Pan of the dead. And That um, would make sense. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, Does it look good? Oh, I need me some of this. Right? It looks like... Oh, shit. All right, so it kind of looks like how you would picture a hot cross bun mm. that, like, fucked a churro would look. 
If anyone celebrates Dia de los Muertos and they make Please this, send me stuff. Please send me send this. Send me like Please. a recipe for it. Oh my god, no, I can't I can't cook, so just send me the whole goddamn thing. Okay, good. Oh my god. Some of them have little skulls on them in the middle and they're super cute. There's big ones, there's small ones, there's colorful ones. I want all of them. There's a bakery like around the corner from my apartment I discovered. And now I'm kinda hoping that like I can get that. Because I need it. Find out. I need all of the carbs. Yeah. It's a sweet roll baked for Dia de los Muertos. I'm I'm just I'm just reading kind the of... Wikipedia on it. Well, that was oddly specific, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what's in it. It's anyway, topped with sugar. They they leave that for the ghosts, but um, for the souls of the children, the families <gasps> also leave out toys and candy, and oh, the adults wait. receive cigarettes and shots of mezcal. Checks out, first of all. Good. That makes sense. Um, but I'm I'm still, because I, once you say bread, it's hard for me to, like, take my attention off that. And um, as part of the celebration, loved ones eat Pente Muerto as well as the relative, the, like, their dead relative's favorite foods. But the bones, like, because I said they were kind of like hot cross buns, except they had, like, a skull in the middle. Yeah. So it was like a skull and crossbones. And the bones represent the deceased loved ones, which are called defuntos or defuntas. And there is normally a baked teardrop on the bread mm. to represent goddess Chimalmas tears for the living. And the bones are represented in a circle to portray the circle of life. The circle of life. That's quite enough of that. <laughs> um, but that's very and then interesting. And then it's topped with my favorite food group, sugar. Great. Yeah. I love it. The more you know. Um, so in Romania, which is very interesting. <laughs> um, Moving right along. Yes. But this one's really cool because people from okay. around the world will flock to Romania uh, to celebrate Halloween at Vlad the Impaler's house. I was going to say, I bet it's got to do with vampires. Yeah. Go on. Um, Go off. It's his, it's his suspected home at uh, Braun Castle in Transylvania, Romania. Although it was never Cute. actually his castle. There's been a long-running debate over whether he even visited the site. But so many people oh. believe it now that you can't even get it out of their heads. Oh, no. it, It's like how people say that Jesus was white. Exactly. Like, once... It, once once the white people decide that it is what it is, it, it, there's Whatever. not much that you it can is, do to it, change their minds. It brings people to Romania, and there's actually a huge and number of their guides. their economy must be booming. Yeah, right? There's a huge number of guides and inclusive travel packages in Romania that offer tours and parties at Count Dracula's castle for Halloween, which must be insane. I was going to say, fuck, I'll do that. Right? Um, in First, Japan, that's where we'll do our meetup. Sorry to your Mexican restaurant. That's where we're doing our meetup. We're gonna go to Vlad the Impaler's castle. Good, that's we're what gonna, I want. We're gonna go to Vlad's house and party it up. Yeah. Someone will break the pool table. <laughs> It'll be a good time. <laughs> uh, at the end of every October for the past 21 years, nearly 4,000 costumed Halloween enthusiasts from all around the world gather in Kawasaki just outside of Tokyo, Japan, for the Kawasaki um, Halloween Parade, which is the biggest parade of its kind in Japan. And however, mm. not everyone can simply join the festivities. The Kawasaki Halloween Parade has strict guidelines and standards, so you have to apply for entry two months before the parade even begins. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty Very cool. Strict. In the Philippines, 
There is a uh, tradition where kids go door to door, often in costumes, where they sing and ask for prayers for those stuck in purgatory. And while the rituals have increasingly been uh, supplanted by trick-or-treating over the years, some towns are working tirelessly to revive the tradition and keeping it alive as a local fundraiser. Okay. And it does have a name that I cannot pronounce. It That's is... okay. Let it happen. Uh, nope, I'm not even going to try it. I will put it on the website. <laughs> and if you're from the Philippines, which we I know we have some Filipino listeners, you can tell me how to pronounce it. But it does sound like a very cool holiday, and it sucks that it's being kind of uh, taken over by trick-or-treating instead of what it hmm. was mainly designed for. That makes sense. Yeah. In Italy, All Saints Day... November 1st, is a national holiday. And uh, the festivities usually begin a couple of days before when people begin leaving fresh flowers, generally chrysanthemums on the graves of departed loved ones, as well as complete strangers, which turns the country's cemeteries into beautiful displays of color. And Italians also pay tribute to the I departed. Like that. Right? That must be gorgeous. I have right. to look up pictures for it. Um, they pay tribute to the departed by putting a red candle in the window at sunset and set a place for the at the table for the spirits they hope to pay a visit. Very Aww. cool. I like that. I like that. It's very cute. Yeah. In Czechoslovakia, chairs are placed by the fireside on Halloween night, and there's one chair for each living family member and one chair for each um, family member's spirit. Spooky. Right? <laughs> in Germany, uh, people put away their knives on Halloween night. Uh, the reason for this may be because they do not want to risk harm to or from the returning spirits. That's fair. Yeah. Though I don't know that I know. I, like, I can understand risking harm from the spirits. I don't know about harm to the spirits. Like, I think they might... Like, if they I think it's lived kind of a long enough that. life... I think if they lived a long enough knife life, they know how to use a fucking knife, though. Yeah, I guess. Anyway. Gotta that's... cut themselves a slice of that fucking panda muerto. That Whoa! sounds really good. I, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm yelping the shit out of it after this, because I guarantee you there's probably some near me. Probably. Yeah. Tell me if you get it and oh, take a picture oh, of it and you'll put it receive, on the Instagram. You'll get, like, a Snapchat video of me just... <laughs> go into town on an entire loaf of bread good you know so uh, so every wednesday mm-hmm. yes that's that then that's it that's it that's all i got for you oh wow i was expecting because you've been so like and then there's this and then there's this and then there's this and did i tell you about romania i thought there was going to be so much more but wow that's pretty that's still pretty. I just want more. No, I always want more. But oh. I know. But it's nice because like there are so many traditions that people partake in every Halloween that people don't necessarily know like where it comes from and it just it goes along in my opinion with the whole like melting pot thing because people do so many different little what do you call it? Like cultural celebrations yeah. that part that all come together in their own like families celebration and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So like 
I just, I really like that. Yeah, I like, I really liked reading about all the, uh, like, where all the traditions kind of originated. And it was actually really cool finding out about what people do all around the world. And if you do something in your uh, community, religion, state, country, part of the world, and uh, you want to tell us, you can do that on the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email, crimeculturepod at gmail.com. Gmail.com, yep. And uh, the website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. And we'll have um, a bunch more information, um, maybe videos and stuff where you can see all the stuff that we were referencing. If you want some to like send us some fucking pen de muerto, I'm more than okay with that. We can open a P.O. box just for that. And it'll be just in my mailbox. Okay, good. That's where we can, that, like, I'll like be the official. Your, your mail? I'll be the official address? bread tester. Yes, it's 354, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's tempting, though. To like, ask if I for could, bread? If, uh, no, well, yes, always. But, um, like, if I, if I could guarantee that I'd get, like, 100% food and 0% crazies, I would do it. I don't, I don't not think you, wait, what was I going to say? I don't, I don't not think you wouldn't. I don't know where he's not. I've had half a tiny bottle of wine and I'm already done. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, we have to record another episode after this. Yeah, this is going to be such a hoot. I'm so excited. So if you want to hear more of me finishing wine, you can tune in on Thursday, which we're going to yes, be talking please. about um, some super spooky stuff. It's just going to be a grand old time. I can't wait. It is. It's mostly, mostly I can't wait to like have you drunk talking about Halloween, but that's okay. Let's not go crazy. I'm not drunk right now. Not yet. I just don't I'm know not how to say words. I'm not as drunk as you think I am. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Yep. We'll all right. See. So go to the the website and all the social media stuff that I just said, and yeah. uh, tune in on Thursday. 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 All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being there. Everyone's thanking. Ugh. The whole world's thanking you. That's enough you, of that. you brought it upon yourself. You you have to admit. I'm stopping the the. You opened now. that door wide open. Bye, okay, everybody. then I guess Bye. I am too. Bye. Bye.